Hello and welcome to this edition of Words from the Word of God. Thank you for joining me today. Pause the broadcast. I encourage you to do so right now. Grab your Bibles. Open up to the book of Genesis chapter 1. We'll be reading from verse 1 today. That'll be our base scripture as we begin this, the message. And let's read along together and, and let the Holy Spirit speak to our hearts today through the Word of God. To me, there's nothing more special than sharing in the Word of God with others and sharing it together. But in the the Word of God tells us here in verse 1, it says, In the beginning. Now, Genesis means beginnings or origin. And this, the Word of God tells us here, and I think this is crucial for us to understand the very first words of the Word of God. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Now, this is the beginning of creation. So we have looked at, in previous broadcasts, we've looked at God's eternal redemptive plan for mankind through his Son, Jesus Christ, God the Son, in eternity past. He anointed him to be in eternity past. When, we do not know. That's not revealed to us the exact time. All we know was sometime in eternity past that God anointed his son to be the lamb slain from the before the foundation of the world. Not only that, but in the last broadcast, which were rebroadcast from last year, we saw where sin in eternity past entered into the universe through Satan, as his fall is recorded there in uh, Isaiah chapter 14 and Ezekiel 28. We also looked at... Uh, the Gospel of Luke, uh, also where Jesus said, I, 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 and I beheld Satan fall as lightning from heaven. We also looked at that, but that was an eternity past. But now we've come to creation. We have come to the beginning of all things. And it says right here, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God. In the Hebrew, as we journey to the cross, we must go through creation. There's no way to avoid that. But as we enter into the creation, we must first consider God. In the beginning, God. In the Hebrew, is Elohim, sometimes El or Elah. And this is where we draw the form of our English word, God. The first, this is the first of the three primary names for deity. And it is a uniplural noun. I will explain that in a minute. It's a uniplural noun formed from the root L. L in Hebrew means strength or strong one. And sometimes Elah, and that means to swear to bind oneself to or to bind oneself to an oath. This so implies faithfulness of God in all things concerning himself. His word, his promises, his creation, everything about God he is faithful to. If he tells us something, we can mark it down and count it that he is faithful to it. And if you know God through trusting and having faith and placed your faith in Christ and his finished redemptive work on the cross, and you are his son and his daughter 
whom you have been made through Christ Jesus, the sons and daughters of God, you know for a fact that God is truly faithful to all things concerning himself and to us as far as his promises to us as well. But let's look at this. When I say uniplurality, I am speaking of the three in one. God is not, as we saw in part four of the cross of Christ, we spoke of the eternal Godhead. He is not three separate persons. No, he is three in one, the triune Godhead, the triune spirit. Now, as I said, you will not find the word Trinity or triune anywhere in the word of God, but the concept is eternally taught that God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit are three persons, three persons in one spirit, one spirit. So let's look at this. Now, when I say uniplurality, I'm speaking of the Trinity, but this uniplurality is implied in the name is and is directly asserted in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And the word of God tells us here, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And God said, listen, let us, speaking of plurality, make man in our, speaking again of plurality, our image after our likeness. As I said, this speaks of the uniplurality of the Spirit of God, of Elohim. Verse 27 says uh, right here, and let me pull this up right quick. Verse 27, I want to read this correctly. So let me give me time to turn there, and you turn there with me. He says, so God, so God created man. Listen now. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, him, male and female created he, singular, them. This speaks of singular. All these words to describe God here are singular. So God, that is singular, created man in his, that's singular. And then he says, created he, him, that's singular. Male and female created he, singular, them. This speaks of the unity. So you have the plurality and the unity. Now, all three are spoken of, and both are referred to. Unipurality and the uh, unity are spoken of emphatically in Genesis chapter 3, verse 22. And it says right here in the Word of God, And the Lord God, singular, said, Behold, the man is become as one of us. Speaks of the plurality, the the, the the unity and the plurality are both emphatically spoken of right here in this verse. And let's read it again. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil. And now lest he put forth his hand and take uh, also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. This speaks of both, again, plurality and unity of God. Thus, the Trinity is emphatically declared, but latent in Elohim. Elohim, the Yahweh in Hebrew, the true only God, God Almighty, the supreme God. 
the strong one who is faithful in all things, the God of creation. If you know Christ as your Lord and Savior, you refer to him as Father, God the Father, Abba Father. You know him personally. You have a personal relationship with him by the blood and through the blood of Jesus Christ at his cross. And you know the God of creation as your Father. But you also know that the God of creation is faithful to all of his promises. What a blessing we have today to be his sons and daughters, heirs and joint heirs with Christ who has made it all possible. But we must understand going forward who God is. He is the strong one and he is the faithful one. But most importantly, he is the only true God Almighty, and it is a danger to deny him. Now, going forward in this next broadcast, I want you to join me again tomorrow as we discuss the dangers of denying God, of denying the God of creation, the one true God, the strong one, the faithful one. I want you to join with me tomorrow and pray for me as we bring this out by the grace of God and show the dangers of denying God. It's an unfortunate thing to hear men deny the very God that we serve through Jesus Christ our Lord, but they do it. And we must see and understand. And my friends, if you're denying him today, I, I encourage you especially to join in and listen to this and hear the dangers of denying the God of creation, the one true God, because you are in danger of judgment and you need to understand that. And before we leave today, I invite you, if you have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I invite you to do so right now. All you have to do is repent, confess your sins, and turn from your sins. That's repentance, turning to God through faith in Christ that, and accepting him and his finished redemptive work there on the cross and inviting him to come into your life and be your Lord and your Savior and confess him as the risen Son of God then you will be saved. There's no guesswork. That is the simplest thing you could ever do, but it is far more important than anything that you will ever do. Thank you for joining me today, and I look forward to the next time that we can share in a word from the Word of God. God bless.